Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Eastern Insider Podcast kicks off on this Monday edition with about as everything heavy in store, Alex, as you could hope for. Football, basketball, some baseball, some soccer, volleyball, swimming, you name it. We get the smorgasbord rolled out for you. And don't forget about the heavy snow. But before we get going, I no, really... no, 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 that's not that's a, a word you cannot say. Well, I got news for you. When you walk out to your car, there's going to be about six inches on top of it. So your gray car is now white. You can't shovel sunshine. <laughs> but before we get going into the into the sports action, uh, we should mention that today is Veterans Day. I know that uh, it's an important day for us here in this country, and we should uh, mentioned that Jess Cruzan in our office is a veteran herself, of course, a proud Marine, and we're so lucky to have her. And I know that uh, it means a lot to have her in this office for you too, Greg. It does. She does a tremendous job. And I know uh, the armed forces certainly are a very big priority for Eastern Michigan athletics and Eastern Michigan as a whole. Both of my grandfather served in World War II, my dad, and certainly I did not, but I support their efforts and can't thank them enough for the freedoms they help provide. Yeah, and my dad served as well, and, and along with a couple of my uncles and some other family members. So to all of them, if they're listening, I'm sure um, they might not be. But if they are, I know my dad listens weekly. We want to say thank you to him and, and to all of our other veterans as well. But Greg, back to uh, the sports side of things. It's It's been a crazy couple of weeks here at Eastern Michigan. And we start with the soccer MAC tournament. Of course, they played in the first their first championship game in 20 years yesterday, unfortunately falling in a shootout. To, to Bowling Green, the host of the MAC championship. It was a fantastic game. We were down there for it, and we just can't uh, be prouder of Scott Hall and his group for the run they put together. Fantastic run. They were uh, pushing the number one seeded Falcons to the limit, back-to-back championships for BG, but Eastern will return a heavy crew of uh, upperclassmen next year, so big things in store for soccer. Meanwhile, another team that's about to wind down their season, that's volleyball. They sweep Central Michigan before losing at Kent State. So this weekend is uh, kind of put up or shut up time for them. They get volleyball against Ball State on Friday, and then they'll be at Toledo on Saturday. So check EMUEagles.com for that. Yeah, check Eagles. Make sure to follow them on Twitter. I'll be uh, updating throughout the week a lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions to get back uh, with a chance to defend that crown. And we're hoping that that uh, will happen for Coach Dorton and her squad. And of course, the hoop season started last week. We had the women get it underway on Tuesday, and they also played Friday along with the men's team. A good showing at Michigan State, a tough loss but then on friday both of our squads picked up wins they did you you looked on the men's side they cruised past sienna heights in uh, fine fashion we'll talk with coach murphy later on in the show to get his thoughts on the uh, 93 51 victory over the saints and then it was women's basketball racing past the comets of olivet they have the week off until this weekend when they'll get the Penguins of Youngstown State, appropriate given the weather conditions this week uh, as they get Youngstown State looking for victory number two on the year. Well, they'll host a, uh, they'll play in another 11 a.m. contest there in Youngstown. Yes, and you'll hear from Coach Castro later on the show. I sat down with him today, and he's really excited about the chance to play Youngstown State. They're a good Horizon League program, a league that's a lot like the MAC in terms of their competitiveness in basketball. 
Youngstown State was 16 and one at home last year, and and they're uh, they're going to be a tough challenge for the women's hoops team early on. But of course, tomorrow before all of that gets going, it's. Tuesday night Maction for the football team. Our first Maction game of the year, Greg. You looking forward to the trip down to Akron? Uh, sure, Akron. <laughs> uh, Infocision Stadium, one of the nicest facilities in the league. A 6 o'clock start, but the snow will be falling. Heavy uh, snow expected today and then into tomorrow. Wind chills tomorrow. Uh, sitting about 15. So I'm sure Tom Helmer will be loving life down on the Summer Field. Uh, set up tomorrow. We'll be in the press box, not oh. having to worry about that. But notice the time change. 6 o'clock is kickoff. No longer the 8 o'clock start. 6 o'clock kickoff from the Rubber City as the Eagles will try for their first win over the Zips in Akron since 1995. Well, hearing you describe the wind chill, I've never been so happy to make the transition from our equipment department over to uh, Athletic Media Relations. I'll be thoroughly enjoying the press box tomorrow with you, Greg. And yeah, it's a big game for football. Bull aspirations still hanging in the uh, in the balance. But the good thing is it's in their balance. They control their own destiny. They've got three games left, and I think they're all winnable. And I think uh, if you ask Coach Creighton and the rest of the team, they would say the same thing. So hopefully we'll be talking to them next episode after a big win. Yeah, it throws off the week a little bit, but we'll catch up with Coach on Thursday to get you set for the primer on NIU coming up next Tuesday in DeKalb. And we also have NCAA regionals this week. Of course, the men's and women's teams fresh off their cross-country championships. They'll be getting things going, trying to advance the NCAA championships. That's coming up this Friday as well on a big week to get you thinking ahead to the Thanksgiving holiday, Black Friday uh, contest against Kent State that will be coming up. And of course, everybody's favorite Cyber uh, Cyber Monday that will be coming up in early December, when everybody heads online to the computers, you'll be able to get $30 men's tickets or $12 women's tickets for any three games after December 2nd that can only be purchased on Cyber Monday. More information upcoming from your emails from the EMU ticket office as well as emueagles.com. That's a heck of a deal. We want to see everybody out at the combo. I think we've got two brands of basketball this year between the men and the women that are going to be really exciting for people to watch. And of course, don't forget the men's team if you if you're in town this week they're going to have a couple of games here at the combo they kick off the jersey mike's jamaica classic with a couple of home games they'll take on goshen at uh on tuesday night before welcoming um michigan dearborn on thursday and then of course they'll head to north texas and then next week they get a trip to jamaica that sounds pretty good right about now that'll be pretty good they're in north texas yeah you mentioned on saturday and then they head to jamaica but dearborn comes to town michigan dearborn to be exact maybe they'll bring some of those yummy hams and sausages uh they do make good sausage in dearborn greg but uh here we go again getting off on a food tangent we've we've talked to the people about what they're uh, what they're going to expect on the show and i know you got a chance to sit down with coach murphy like i said previously i sit down with coach castro and then you know as we've wrapped up uh some fall and we're getting into winter Baseball will be here before you know it. So we're going to sit down with Coach Roof as well to talk about how their fall camp went. And then really, before you know it, February is coming. The season's on its way. And so we're going to get his thoughts heading in uh, to the fall as well. So all that and more coming up on the Eastern Insider Podcast right after this.
Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. As I'm looking out at a snow-covered ground here in Ypsilanti, I'm joined now by head coach of the women's basketball team, Fred Castro's team. Started the season with a pair of games last week against Michigan State on Tuesday before coming home to the Convocation Center and picking up their first win of the season against Olivet on Friday. Coach, obviously not the result you wanted at Michigan State, but let's start there. I know there's a lot of positives that come out of that game. The first quarter and a half, two quarters, really playing tight with the Spartans, really playing better than them. And I know that's something that doesn't surprise you. Yeah, no, I mean, I I thought if we followed the game plan and played with uh, a great sense of urgency, we'd give ourselves a chance and, you know, going into half, we were down two and and we even had a a lead. I think as big as nine points in the second quarter. So uh, I was happy, you know, for those first two quarters, the way our team responded. Um, But as you well know, it it takes four quarters to, to beat a team, especially a team uh, as talented as Michigan state. But then you come back home on Friday, you get Olivet College and you handle business there, of course, with a with a huge win. Your team puts up better than 90 points. What you see on Friday that, that you really liked from your team? I thought we put four quarters together. I, I thought that was the main thing. I thought our depth showed uh, when you play as many people as we did and they all contribute uh, in the stat sheet. Uh, that's always nice. We had five people in, in double figures. And we had 25 assists. That, that's that's no small stat. So uh, between the the statistics from our assists and then uh, the rebounding margin defensively, uh, I was really pleased with uh, Friday's result. It was really interesting for me to be down by the team watching the reactions from the bench in both the game on Tuesday and on Friday. And on and Tuesday, it was Ray John Harris who gets in the game and makes an immediate impact coming back for the first time since missing, of course, last season with her ACL injury. But then watching her get in, make such an impact right away, seeing the bench reaction to that, so excited for her. And then on Friday, it was Juanita gets in. It's a big shot. The team's jumping up and down, going crazy. Allude to those two a little bit because I know it's a, it's a striking balance of they both had injuries in the past that have that have kind of held them. So the team's excited when they come in and impact a game in such a big way. But this is not a, a one trick pony. And you expect them to be big contributors for you this year. Well, uh, a, a year ago at uh, at this point, both of those guys were starting for us. Ray was our starting five and Juanita was our starting two. Uh, so they're obviously quality players, you know, and uh, I think their teammates really see how hard they've worked this past year to recover from, you know, ACL injuries are are no small thing. And uh, they've put in a lot of work. So their teammates are really happy for them um, because they know what they've been through and they know how hard they've worked to contribute to the team. Uh, So, you know, one thing we talked about early July was that maybe our greatest strength this year is our team chemistry. And uh, that's a perfect example of uh, our team chemistry, Uh, even at Michigan State, where, you know, we had our down moments, uh, our chemistry and our bench really responded in a positive way. You've got six players right now that are averaging over seven points a game. But at the top of that list is Corian Cardwell, averaging 11 and a half a game. And then right under that is Kiaran Johnson, uh, your post player who is averaging 10 points a game. Does that show how your team can be balanced? Yeah, I, I, without a doubt. And especially with our post play, I, you know, I really view them as a kind of three headed monster, if you will. I don't really know who's going to give us what every single night, one night, you know, autumn had a double double against Olivet yeah. and KJ has been consistent and Ray was just phenomenal at Michigan yeah. state. So as long as, um, you know, 
their stats combined uh, really give us what we need to compete on a nightly basis. That's all I really care about. And more importantly, that's how they've been approaching games. You know, they know they're going to get in for three minutes. They're going to come out and then their teammate is going to come in and pick them up. And I think it's really hard to play uh, a team that has such depth and quality post play. Uh, so it's just something that we're we're continuing to grow. And uh, hopefully, you know, in the next couple months, you continue to see progress from those three. You and I have talked about how important it is to get on the court and get those learning experiences early on. We know Michigan State, you have a couple of really high highs, some low lows, but that's okay because it's the first week of the season and it's important to learn from those. Tell us a little bit about where you think your team is at in terms of point in the season. What do you know about yourselves? What do you still have to learn? And and what are you looking forward to going through the next couple of weeks here to see if you can really make those improvements on the court. Right. I, I think first and foremost is uh, we can really defend when we're locked in. I mean, uh, against Michigan State, I thought uh, those first two quarters, we really guarded uh, and rebounded um, incredibly well. Uh, against Olivet, I thought we were just consistent overall uh, throughout the four quarters. We, we showed great discipline, showed our athleticism and how that resulted into offense. So I think – you know, the question of whether you can be a truly great defensive team, I think that's out there for us. Are we there yet? No, nowhere close. Uh, but you see flashes of it. Uh, and that's something that, uh, you know, we're really excited about. Offensively, I think we're going to be a, a work in progress for a little bit. I think our transition game will continue to improve. Uh, and then our half court game, um, as as our post players develop, I think it'll give us more balance in terms of inside outside play. This weekend, you're going to hit the road uh, for your first true road trip of the season uh, to play Youngstown State. Of course, they're a good Horizon League team. And the Horizon League is, is a league a lot like the MAC, a lot of competitive basketball, uh, top to bottom. What are you looking forward to about playing a team like Youngstown that, that's going to give you an early season battle? And what are you expecting out of your team? Yeah, a very well coached team, a team that was uh, is consistently in postseason play, uh, a team that uh, is very disciplined, very skilled, and is going to be an opponent that I think we could compare to some of MAC opponents. Um, so. It's going to be an incredible challenge. They get great home crowds. Uh, they're very tough to beat. I think they were 16-1 and one last year at home. Uh, so a great challenge and opportunity for us uh, to prepare for a quality opponent and continue to see have we learned from our first two games and uh, where, where do we stack up. Well, Coach, we wish you all the luck this weekend against Youngstown State. Hopefully we'll talk to you next Monday as your team has a 2-1 record. Thank you. Appreciate it. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics.
nothing like 3,000 screaming kids to get you going on opening a season, Coach Murphy, but that's exactly what the case you had on Friday as your team comes out, uh, makes a statement in game number one over Siena Heights. What did you think of the, the team atmosphere that your group played with on I, Friday? I thought it was great, Greg. Anytime you play at 945, it's a concern. Uh, very fortunate that the kids were screaming very loud, so they woke us up pretty quickly. Uh, but our guys uh, settled in, um, you know, 10 new guys, uh, new roster. Um, but I was very impressed with how they played together and shared the basketball, how we uh, played really good defense and collectively came together uh, for our first one of the season. I know one of the messages that you talked about so many times with the reporters leading up to this is guys playing as a cohesive unit. And you thought that was really the strength of this team moving into this year. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves, and it was a group that could basically tell where their teammate was going to be for outlet passes. Well, as I've said in the past, the we over me mentality is the most important uh, philosophy that we teach and preach every day. Uh, we got a great group of guys, high character guys, guys that want to play for each other, uh, guys that play extremely hard. They bring a lot of effort and energy. And anytime you can get a group that, that brings a lot of effort and energy and play together as a unit, uh, that's a great recipe for success. You kind of get the quick test early. Goshen comes in tomorrow, a team that will shoot the three. Then you get another game on Thursday, head out on the road Friday and a game Saturday. Uh, uh, what kind of test will this be for the quick turnarounds on the legs? Yeah, well, for these guys, uh, you know, we just have to prepare mentally and physically. Uh, we have a great training staff, a strength and conditioning coach, a nutritionist uh, that continues to put us in position to be successful on, on that side of things. But for us, we want to make sure we have our legs at the end. So we want to play hard during these games and then use the, ga uh, the days in between to do a lot more teaching through film work and walkthroughs on the floor. Uh, but it's all mindset. Uh, we have a great group. Uh, uh, they're bought in. Uh, they're excited about the season. Uh, so at the end of the week, we want to still have our legs when we land in Dallas. Well, you mentioned that going to North Texas, this will be uh, on Thursday, the start of the, the Jersey Mark Challenge. You guys get ready to gear up for Jamaica, uh, North Texas, the first division one opponent that you'll face. What do you see from them starting out this weekend? Uh, well, they're a very good basketball team. They play great man to man defense. Uh, they have shooters who can knock it down from the outside. Uh, they lost a very close game that I watched against VCU, a top 25 team in the country and they had a chance to win it shows you that they're tough on the road as well uh, so we have our work cut out for us this week starting with Goshen then we go Thursday then we go Saturday uh, so we just have to focus uh, each and every film session each and every practice and compete at a high level in, in every game in order to have a, a chance to uh, to win. When you're drawing up the schedule and you get the invitation to go play in a tournament that takes you overseas of course just a few years ago you were able to take the team to the Bahamas and it was a good moment momentum building. What are you hoping to get out of a tournament like that? Uh, well, for us, it's the student athlete experience. We want to give these guys uh, different situations uh, that they haven't seen, uh, you know, throughout their lives. When, when coming to college, it's the best years of your life. So I know we put a lot into academics and academics and basketball, but a lot of it too is to have fun as well. Enjoy these years as they, as they are the best years of your life. So uh, for us, going to Jamaica is great, um, but more importantly, just as you getting prepared, not losing focus that you're going to somewhere where it's sunny and hot and where the beaches are, but more focus on winning basketball games while you're there and enjoying the experience that you never had before. Well, and I know your mission is, is much more than just X's and O's. It's about giving back to the community. I know with your foundation, do you try to do anything down in Jamaica, knowing that it's a underpoverished community? Yeah, we, we did that when we were down in the Bahamas a few years ago. Every time we take a trip on the road, especially when it's a uh, 
you know, a school that's in the inner city uh, where there's underprivileged youth or a place like Jamaica where we can make an impact and in going into, you know, some of the uh, the outskirts and, and give back with our time, with our mentorship, taking uh, EMU basketball gear, Rob Murphy Foundation gear uh, and school supplies if we can. Uh, we're all for that uh, and we're going to do that. Um, so for me, I just always remind our guys that we're all fortunate to sit where we sit. Me here as the head coach, my staff, uh, and then with the opportunity to play Division One basketball. Um, anytime you you wake up and see the next day, you're really fortunate, Greg. But, you know, helping them understand that we're all in, in a blessed situation. And, and I like to make sure that I let them know how thankful I am. And they should continue to be thankful as well and take advantage of this great opportunity. Here with Coach Murphy on our weekly chat that we do here with him on the Eastern Insider podcast. You mentioned fortunate. And I, we touched on it last week when we started these interviews but in the off season you completed your autobiography it's now on sale both at the emu bookstore people can find it online but one of the biggest things that people may not know is it hasn't always been the rosiest of times for rob murphy growing up and i think this book has a large impact on on kind of where you've been and why you're doing some of the things yeah well for me greg i came from you know a tough neighborhood in detroit uh, obviously losing my mom in a tragic tragic murder not having a father in my life and having to navigate uh, through different situations. Um, you see me as a head coach now, but I come from a different background and I was able to navigate through life, obviously with the help of my coaches, building relationships and doing the right things on and off the court. Uh, you know, we've graduated 30 out of 32 of our student athletes here and academics is very important. So I try to help mold them and help them understand that, you know, we're very fortunate. The academic side is the most important and to, uh, to navigate through life, uh, you got to do the right things. You have to build relationships, be a great teammate, be a great classmate, uh, continue to do the right things to treat people, uh, you know, with respect. Um, so it's all about leadership, accountability, a mindset. Uh, but I told my story so people can read it, hopefully get something out of it. We never know what somebody is going through. And, you know, we experienced that even with the, what the Winston family is, is going through. And, you know, obviously I know them personally and it's a tough situation and our prayers are with them as well. Um, but you just never know what one could be going through. So I continue to teach my guys, uh, you know, it's a lot more than the X and O's in basketball, but try to figure out what's going on in their lives to help them continue to grow and be comfortable so they can be successful, uh, in life after basketball. When you're going through this process, writing a book, retrospecting on where you've been and, and looking back at things, what was the biggest surprise to you that that maybe you didn't remember right away? But what was what was a memory or a moment that stood out? Uh, well, it was a lot of moments. I mean, when you, you look at a, a situation of, of me not passing the ACT or getting a high enough score on the ACT or SAT, and I signed with Eastern Michigan to play uh, football. And, uh, you know, I I was really disappointed that I, if I came to Eastern Michigan, I would have been prop 48. So I had to go play division two basketball. Um, for me, not having the guidance and having to make that decision by myself, I, I thought it was really bad, but it turned out to be the best thing that could have happened for me. It was a teaching moment academically. Um, and I also continued to do what I love to do and, and be in the field of basketball opposed to playing football. And then just coming home and not being able to go to summer school uh, is always tough because we didn't have scholarship money for that. And the things that, you know, that was happening in the summer and me being a part of like a different carjacking or a robbery or things of that nature. Um, and now to see how far 
basketball has come, uh, you know, the finances have come where we can pay for kids to go to summer school and keep them out of harm's way and, and out of situations. So uh, we've come a long way, uh, you know, in athletics uh, where we're able to really help these student athletes in more ways than just on the basketball floor. But it's a host of memories um, that I can remember throughout writing my book uh, from the time I was a child all the way up until me getting a job here at EMU. And it's something that uh, I believe that coaches can learn from coaches that are trying to get into coaches, uh, coaching current coaches, uh, even successful people with different corporations uh, and the underprivileged youth, the youth that have both parents is so many teaching moments and experiences in my book. Uh, but again, it's leadership, accountability, mindset. Um, and I continue to just share my story and share my experiences and how I handled those experiences with hopes that I can continue to inspire and motivate others. When you look at it, really, a lot of the messages, one decision here or there could have really changed the course of history. I mean, Rob Murphy may not be at Eastern Michigan without a decision like that. Do you ever yeah. think the of the what ifs? What if what if I wasn't the head coach at Eastern Michigan? What if I didn't go to Central State? Those kind of situations. Yeah, well, I, I have a, a ton of, uh, of those examples of the people that were in my neighborhood that decided to make the wrong decisions. Uh, some of those Folks are no longer with us uh, where they lost their lives. Some of them are in jail as well for making the bad decisions. So me as a coach, uh, you know, I'm very appreciative of where I am. And I give a lot of credit to my little league coaches and my high school coach in particular who motivated me and continue to uh, teach and preach uh, the importance of education and not doing what the guys that were that I was around doing in the neighborhood or the street guys. Uh, and I told myself when I got into this, um, when I got into this position and I got into this profession, uh, that I would be like my high school coach. I would always try to teach and preach, uh, the importance of academics like he did for me with hopes that I can share my story and be an example to many. And after being in this, uh, coaching profession now for 24 years, and I'm in my 24th season straight, uh, coaching, uh, been a part of a team, I've been able to impact many, many lives, guys that have played for me and even guys that I've recruited over the years that didn't play for me, but I've kept relationships with. And even the younger coaches now that I mentor, um, it's just been unbelievable. And I'm, I'm really, really excited uh, as I've continued to grow in this profession and people are now looking to me uh, as as the inspiration or the person that motivates them. So I'm excited to be here. I love it here at EMU, Greg. Uh, I signed here to play football. It didn't work out, but it came full circle for me in 2011. Uh, so I'm just happy to be a part of, of Eastern Michigan basketball and this athletic department in this program. Coach, I, I can't thank you enough for, for your insights and everything. You're nine. You've been here. I've been here 20. There's not a whole lot of us left yeah. that have made it almost the, de the decade club. And no question, Greg. And I, I really respect and appreciate the people that were here before me and came in with me because uh, they truly understand uh, the roots of Eastern Michigan. They understand the challenges. Uh, you know, everybody always wants want more. Everybody wants instant gratifi uh, gratification or instant success. Uh, but the people that have been at Eastern Michigan and that have spent time at Eastern Michigan and that have lasted through all the changes, uh, you think about it, I've been through four ADs and four presidents, and so have you, and you probably been through a little bit more. Uh, but for us to still be here it says a lot about our character and our loyalty and the love for this university and i'm thankful again to be here and if somebody wants to pick up your book or find out more where can they get it 
they can get it through my website, robmurphyfoundation.org. That's robmurphyfoundation.org. They can go to the EMU bookstore, uh, and they can also get it here in the Convocation at the Everything Eastern Store gift shop uh, here in the Convocation Center. And in another three or four days, Greg, it'll be all over Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and you can pretty much Google it and get it anywhere. It's an unbelievable read. Uh, it's inspiring a lot of people. It's motivating a lot of people. And uh, I'm just excited that I was able to uh, go through the four-and-a-half-year process uh, to get it published, and, and it's been uh, it's been great ever since it's been released. Congratulations on the release, and best of luck this week against uh, the three opponents you have upcoming. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm now joined by the head baseball coach, Eric Roof, as his team has been out on the field this fall, getting some individual work in, as well as some teamwork during their official fall ball schedule. But now starting to wrap things up as the weather is getting colder and uh, eerie, but there's still time uh, to see coach and the staff this year. There's going to be a couple fall camps and winter camps coming up. But um, Yeah, that's a great time of year. Great time of year. You get the World Series going on. We just wrapped up our team um, fall baseball as well, or 27 practices. So now we're into individuals and um, it's an awesome opportunity for our guys to, to break things down, work in a little bit slower pace and get a little bit more hands on with guys. Um, guy by guy, drill by drill. So we can break things down from a positional standpoint and almost a swing or mechanical standpoint on the mound just to, uh, you know, help them improve a little bit or maybe clean up some stuff, fine tune some stuff offensively or on the mound or defensively to uh, get us ready for spring. Talk about a little bit about what the fall camp and, and practices can do for the development of your new players, because you've got a slew of them in a, a couple of uh, and pretty impressive freshmen, for your incoming guys, how big is it to have 27 practices and then individual work under the belt? So when you guys go into the season in February, you ready to go? Yeah. Well, first thing is uh, school starts after Labor Day for us. So um, we get three days of kind of get some individuals when they get back on campus. We can't do anything before they get back on campus. So that gives us three days to kind of just get out there, get to swing a little bit, get to play some catch, get to take some ground balls. And then fortunately for us, we just jump right into team practice. Um, if the weather was a little bit flip flop for us or we were a little bit more down south, you could do the individuals first. But we want to make sure that when we're doing our team stuff, we've got some good weather that we don't have to fight through. So so we jump right into the end of our right into the team stuff. And um, it just gives us an opportunity to kind of show those new guys what a practice looks like. Um, you get the 20 hours a week to practice with our guys. We want to be able to implement things right away. So implement team defense, implement team offense, implement some um, some goals, some uh, philosophies and some drills. So we just jump right into it. We throw the guys right in the deep end and um, it makes those guys kind of crank up that learning curve and help speed up that learning curve. So it's really cool for our guys. We had 10 new guys on the roster this year, 24 returning guys. Um, the returning guys have a good feel of, you know, what to expect, but for the new guys, it's something new. So to get them kind of uh, accustomed to division one baseball and you know what the spring looks like. I'm going to ask the question that most, most coaches I know hate to hear, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> You lost a big piece in Zach Onings, who's obviously moved down to the professional ranks. 
and it's going to be tough to replace that. Is there anybody you've seen in the fall, whether it's a newcomer or a veteran guy that has looked pretty good? I mean, what kind of uh, players have ever really stepped up in the fall and where do you like uh, where people are at? Yeah, for sure. The credit goes to Zach Owings as a junior. He was able to get drafted last year. Um, the year before that, Max Schumann as a junior, a shortstop was able to get drafted. So I think if we're doing our job, guys should have that opportunity to look at the professional baseball route after their junior year. And then they have some options. They have some leverage. Do they want to come back their senior year or are they in a good position where they can go out and live out their dream? So the credit goes to Zach. Yes, we're losing him, but that's kind of a part of our um, just development side of things where he wasn't drafted out of high school and um, he wasn't really even recruited highly out of high school. Um, there's been some guys that have stepped up. Um, I like some of the new guys, I like some of the returning guys. It's still too early to tell where we're at right now, but I think uh, a combination of some things, some returning guys, like a guy like Taylor Hopkins has done a good job um, holding the middle of the infield. Um, some new guys like a Christian Balt, um, Daniel Workington on the corners have done a good job. But I think collectively, if we can all continue to improve, we can pick up some of the um, some of those offensive production that Zach was able to produce for us. Uh, guys like Jeff Temko in the outfields made some huge strides as well. Nate Jones, Nick Jones, also returning guys. Drake Peggs is coming back and um, looking healthy as well and swing the bat well. So I like where we're at right now. We got to continue to build and continue to grow. Um, but I think if each guy collectively improves, you can make up some of those offensive productions. One addition to the program that I know you don't need to wait until game time to talk about the impact he's made, as I've talked to the players and the staff, is is Corey Me, who comes over uh, from Toledo, where he spent 16 years as the head coach, a guy that has had a fantastic baseball career, a captain in Notre Dame when he played there, he's made his way through the coaching ranks. To have a guy like that on your staff now mentoring some of your players, how much does that help as a head coach? And how important is that for the development of your team? Yeah, we are extremely lucky to have uh, Coach Corey Me on staff. Um, like you said, 16 years of Division One head coaching experiences, over 30 years of Division One experience, played at a high level, coached at a high level, uh, just to pick his brain, just to pick his brain on how he's done some things, um, how he relates to players. Maybe it's a, uh, a new way of thinking or maybe a new way of doing something, but it's been a huge opportunity for our staff and our players in our program. Um, so I've learned a lot. I know our players have learned a lot and I'm looking forward to how it's going to pay off in the springtime. We're kind of using him as a, uh, almost a bench coach. So he's not your, just your traditional volunteer. He's almost a, a bench coach. That's going to be right there with us in the dugout with coach Octor and myself, um, as the game's moving along, just to be able to talk through some of those different scenarios that you go through over the course of a game, over the course of the season. And, um, we're extremely lucky to have them and I can't wait to see what the spring holds with them until next time. We Thank you, Coach Roof, and we'll be right back on the Eastern Insider after this. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week, bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week. We'll see you next time.